It was interesting. Back in 02, when I joined, my father was one of those that hunt and pecked on the typewriter. I um, was a rebel in school. And yes, we are of that age. Um, I was a rebel and I was not going to learn to type because I was never going to be a secretary. I received my first Mac computer in the mid 80s. And I saw in the mid 80s the ability of what technology was going to do. You're listening to The Real Estate Sessions. I'm your host, Bill Risser. Listen in as I interview leaders in our industry, getting their stories and their journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 239 of The Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. I get to visit Arkansas for the first time in the history of the podcast. We're going to talk to Linda Hobkirk. Linda is with Remax Real Estate Results in Bentonville, Arkansas, tucked up in the northwest corner. And I think most of you might know who's in Bentonville. That is the home of Walmart. That's where Sam Walton started that little company that today is the largest retailer in the world. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about some other things like, I don't know, racing sailboats, riding motorcycles, just all the normal stuff that realtors do. So Linda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Bill. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun chatting. You're one of those relationships that so many of us have today where we've never really met in person. We've been at Inman's probably at the same time, Inman Connect events, um, and we have great mutual friends, And I, but I know you from online only, so this has been great to get a chance to chat with you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to meet you, even though we have to do it this way, but right. uh, I look forward. Yes, we've seen each other at Inman. We've been around for many years. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So first of all, you live in an, in an amazing place. You live in Bentonville, Arkansas, like the northwest corner of Arkansas. And I think most of the people know what, what's in Bentonville. We're going to get to that. But first of all, are you a native of there or did you grow up someplace else? Well, I feel like a native now, but no, I grew up in Southern California, Uh Valley area, eventually moved down to the Newport Costa Mesa beach area, always been a, a beach girl, Southern California, and here I am in Northwest Arkansas, 28 years I've been here. Wow. So you're talking, I mean, the the epitome of the Southern California lifestyle, Newport Beach to Arkansas. Were you excited to make the move? Um. Yes and no. Yes and no. So life was good to me in Southern California. I had a young daughter. Her dad and I divorced when she was very young. So she would go back and forth to mom and dad. I was heavily involved in the sailing community. I raced sailboats with all female crews, uh, been on Dennis Connors, Stars and Stripes. So I enjoyed life, started my own business and marriage went south and no family left there. So it was time to go. Dennis Connor, you bring, you're bringing back memories. I, I grew up in San Diego. So that was a huge deal. We, we had the America's Cup off the coast of San Diego. I mean, it was just awesome. Yeah. Yes. I was there. Yeah. I, I went out one day on a, on a boat to watch because you had to go out. Pretty much it was fun. It was super fun. Um, Wow, that's cool. Well, we'll get back. We might talk about that a little bit more. Um, but let's talk first of all. 
I, I have to apologize. There's not a whole lot I know about Arkansas. And and so I want to get some information from you about your state. And so here's three things I do know, though. Um, first of all, Bentonville is home to like the largest retailer in the world. We know that, right? And we'll talk about Walmart. I've been to Fort Smith, Arkansas, which is pretty close to you, right? You've probably been to Fort Smith. About an hour and a half, two hour. Okay. Well, there's a company there called Weldon Williams and Lick. And when I worked for the Padres, they're like one of the premier ticket printers in the country. They've been a printer for over a hundred years, but they flew us out because, you know, we were a good customer and I, we got to see the process. And they also showed me like this vault of tickets from events from 30, 40, 50 years ago. It's just an amazing place. So I know that. Then you got this, then this uh, series came out on Netflix, <laughs> which, you know, we're, we know, we all know is Ozark. And that gave Arkansas like a whole new meaning. And so I want you to tell me what I need to know about your state. Well, you also being from Southern California, understand that we didn't really know a whole lot heading towards the middle of the country. We had these visions of what the South looked like. So I was, I had visited in the 70s, thought, no, I don't think so. Um, You know, coming from very progressive to very rural not understanding what Walmart in the 70s was going to become. Wished I'd have bought the stock at 15 cents a share back then. Um, (laughs) So when I arrived in in 92, it was still quite rural, but by then uh, Walmart was well known. But we also have six Fortune 500 companies headquartered in Arkansas. So a lot of people don't realize that, that we've got, you know, J.B. Hunt Trucking, Tyson Food, Daisy Outdoor, the maker of Red Rider BB Gun. We also have um, 52 state parks. We're called the natural state for a reason. Seven national parks. 600,000 acres of lakes. I live very close to one of the largest lakes in, in Arkansas called Beaver Lake. So it's it's really a wonderful, wonderful place to live if you enjoy nature. I do miss the ocean, but the Beaver Lake of 500 miles to shoreline makes up the difference. You know, you said you, you said you sailed, you sailed, you raced sailboats. I think that's just awesome. All female crew. You you have a you you replaced that with a different kind of kind of speed, didn't you? I was talking to Sean Carpenter, yeah. and it's uh, uh, you replaced that with motorcycles, didn't you? Um, well, actually, I rode motorcycles in California growing up. Okay. We've always been into dirt bikes. I rode street bikes starting in the seventies. Um, I gave it up for a lot of years, becoming a mother and, and all that. I moved back to Arkansas and it's like such pretty country and so much to see that. Yes, I got back into motorcycles. I have my own motorcycle. Uh, my husband has a couple of them. We all go out and ride beautiful, beautiful Ozark country here. Um, Lots of state parks that we go visit through. That's awesome. I I took it on a different direction. (laughs) I, I, first of all, I love to hear that you were a dirt bike rider as a kid, because I think they're the only people that should be allowed to ride motorcycles on the street. It's, it's the guys like me and they're (laughs) middle-aged guys that become a, become a motorcycle rider, right? I know you have a name for them. I think it's organ donor. 
right? It's, you got to be careful. <laughs> you do. And it's getting quite crowded out here now. Our population continues to grow. Um, so it is getting a little more to where I get a little more nervous out there. We certainly have to uh, to watch the roads. People still don't see motorcycles. The difference, major difference between bikes and sailing is you really don't have to worry too much in the ocean about running into somebody. <laughs> Right. It's a very rare occurrence. Yeah. Um, let's, I, let's, yeah. let's talk about Walmart. I mean, I did a little digging when I was looking into this episode and, you know, the fact that first of all, the Walton family has, um, they've built some amazing things in Bentonville. There's a world-class museum. That's a destination, right. That people come to for that. Um, the park system, the trails, I mean, they've done some, they've really given back to that area. And, and you mentioned, you know, the fact that there are these Fortune 500 companies, I was told that like there are like Pepsi and Coke and a lot of people have big offices in Bentonville because they need to be close to to Walmart. Is that am I on track? You're on track. So what has occurred? I mean, the rumor has always been that Walmart required all the vendors to have an office here. I'm going to debunk that. Okay. There's no rule or law that says they have to. However, if you are servicing the largest retailer in the world, we have over 1,250 vendors with offices here in Northwest Arkansas. So every product that you see in a Walmart store, there is someone here servicing that Walmart account. So in regards to real estate, we are a very transient area. So fortunate in my 18 years of business, I started off with relocation and have always provided service to our relocation clients. Therefore, our turnover here is approximately every two to four years. The vendors are moving them out to relocate them to another area. So back in 06, 07, 08, we were not affected like the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. So but yes, I mean, in the Waltons, everything from the Crystal Bridges Museum of, of American Art to Louise Thadden, an aviator that was born and raised here in Bentonville, Arkansas, and now uh, Stuart Walmart, one of the grandsons, is very involved in the aviation. They, they have really, Gina Davis has brought the Bentonville Film Festival here um, for the last five years, which brings in celebrities and actors and artists from all over the world. We are no longer the little hidden secret in Northwest Arkansas. Right. Well, that's awesome for you as a realtor. So we're going to, let's talk about that. Now, you, you, you said 18 years. What did you do before you were in real estate? Oh, it's been a long road to real estate, Bill. Um, <laughs> back in the, in the mid-70s, I got involved in the aerospace industry. I was always fascinated with the aerospace industry. I did not have the opportunity to go to college due to finances and things back then, but we were able to join companies and work our way up. So I became the quality assurance supervisor in a machine shop that built the space shuttle hydrogen uh, oxygen vent relief valves. One of the few females that walked a machine shop floor and also worked in the clean room. So that was fascinating um, wow. up into the 80s. And then I uh, 
went into becoming a business owner by doing artificial nails and servicing women and their nails and opened a salon and did that in the Newport Costa Mesa area. And as you well know, that in the 80s, it was a, a service industry was really taking off around the beach communities. Um, Newport Beach is very affluent. So I, I did something totally different for many years. And then I moved to Arkansas. So when I moved to Arkansas, there was nothing. Nothing. I mean, unless you went to work for Walmart, which I, coming from owning a business, I'm not a very corporate style person. So I ended up waiting tables, uh, waited on Sam Walton, had no idea who he was. I mean, the guy shows up in his coveralls and, you know, everybody's like, don't you know who that is? And it's like, uh, no, he's a guy getting his breakfast. And as it turned out over the next several months, I waited on him and many of his family members and then went, oh, duh, it's it's Mr. Walton. So uh, got into a couple different things, worked for a company called Outdoor Cap Company, still a very large headwear company known internationally, sold hunting and fishing headwear and did that kind of bins for a while and worked for a financial institution. And then dad retired and got into real estate. So this was my dad's fault some 19, 20 years ago. Wow. He's no longer with us, but uh, he started me off on a path that's been fantastic. I hear great things about you from Sean Carpenter and what you're doing, what you've done down there and kind of what you built. So that's cool. But I do have to ask one question. Tell, please tell me the Waltons were like decent tippers. Oh yes, uh, very much so. I mean, when you're when you're getting a fifty dollar bill at breakfast, tip is quite amazing. Um, I can remember one one night that uh, Bud and his wife and their son and daughter in law came in to what was then a pretty fancy, you know, restaurant for Bentonville, Arkansas. Not much here at that time. Left me a five hundred dollar tip. That's the kind of story I want to hear. Yeah, they're very, very, very generous, and they Sam. I he was only alive a short time after I moved here, but his daughter Helen went on to create the Crystal Bridges Museum. Uh, they give and give and give and give to the community. The grandsons, this her brothers and the grandsons continue to give. I mean, we have over 36 miles of paved bike trails that you can go from the border of Missouri, Arkansas to the college, University of Arkansas. They've got hundreds of, of miles of off-road biking and bringing in all kinds of international competition. Our schools are fantastic. I mean, it's just an amazing to see how they've grown the community and continue to give back, regardless of people's thoughts on Walmart and their shopping experiences. You start with Coldwell Banker, right? Is that where your dad was? Is that how do how do you start with uh, with one of the oldest brands? You're, you're there with you know 
Walmart and Caldwell Banker. These are iconic names. They were. And yes, you know, dad, having been with Coldwell for a few years, always bragged on it. Um, George Fawcett was the owner of the franchise here. He's still involved somewhat, but has since pretty much sold and retired. But I went with dad to back then it was called the IBC convention and it happened to be in San Diego. And I went with him just, I mean, within months of, of completing my licensing and just, that was the first time I had met Sean Carpenter. He may or may not remember it, but it was the first time I had met him um, and so many others and all of them at Coldwell Banker from corporate and everybody down. And then coming into the environment here in our local uh, Coldwell Banker was just amazing. And in fact, my first broker, David Bolin, who is still a mentor to this day, and we actually work together, said, well, you don't need to interview your Jack's daughter. Welcome aboard. And uh, I took a kind of, mm, what do you mean? You need to interview me. I'm a mid forties woman. I don't need daddy's permission. <laughs> <laughs> but as it turned out, it was a blessing. So I learned a lot too. Dad had open heart surgery that December. Uh, so I was three months into it. I in fact was at a closing of his, the day of his surgery. It was very necessary for someone to be there. Dad financially needed the money. Um, and I never looked back. He never went really active again, but I had a mentor for several years that guided me in the right direction. And Coldwell Banker was just amazing. You've made a change recently. We'll talk about that shortly. You've always had this passion for teaching, right? I think training, helping other people, you talked about it. You you as a quality assurance person, you're definitely letting people know when they're working right and when they're doing what they're doing wrong. And you've done the same thing in real estate, right? I have. Um, you know, when you're a strong, aggressive, independent woman, um, you, I was raised to help people. My grandparents were that way. You always give back. If you have, and, and ironically, my little daytimer today says, give away what you know. And it's true. I think it's important that we should help each other. Being in real estate and being able to help my fellow agents, I have a passion for social. I have a passion for tech. I, I have a passion for helping people understand it and sharing what I know. And the real estate has offered me the opportunity to continue to give back. You know, you think, think about it, Linda. You and I, you know, we're both older. Um, you know, we're we're there and we both have embraced social. Talk about, you know, <laughs> 2008, 9, 10, when all that stuff is exploding, you know, all that stuff is happening in our world. And you, I know you had to have the same experience I did where there were a lot of people our age going, whatever, that stuff's never going to work. Well, it was interesting back in 02 when I joined, my father was one of those that hunt and pecked on the typewriter. I um, was a rebel in school. And yes, we are of that age. I was a rebel and I was not going to learn to type because I was never going to be a secretary. I received my first Mac computer in the mid 80s. And I saw in the mid 80s, the ability of what technology was going to do. And when I teach, I share that, you know, I remember the first messages of text and all of that stuff way back when. 
So I embrace technology. I, um, in 2002, had a Palm Pilot. I was doing deals on a Palm Pilot in the middle of a biker party in Timbuktu, Oklahoma, trying to read a contract. So I have always embraced the technology. And one thing with attending all the years of Coldwell Banker, they were so far ahead of tech before tech was popular. So I had the advantage to learn from a tremendous amount of smart people and carry it on into today's world. But in 08, 09, 010, it was crazy here. We were doing things that people said, no, you can't do that. Um, I had hired a professional photographer who had a small plane back in 08, the beginning of 08. And I had a 200 plus acre empty subdivision that had streets in, but no houses and nobody could sell it. And I said, yes, we can. We got in that plane. He picked me up in the little Bentonville airport, picked me up, flew me over Walmart headquarters. We're snapping pictures out of it. So we put up aerial pictures in 2008. Needless to say, we sold out that in a couple of years. So you did make the move to Remax a few years ago. And I think we were talking, it, it, it opened up an opportunity for you to really go deeper into the education side of things, right? It did. I had been um, teaching, not officially with, with Coldwell Banker the last couple of years, but with when the opportunity arose and I had to make the, the decision to change brokerages, Remax, so Coldwell Banker, Remax, and we have a local company, Lindsay and Associates, the top three in the Northwest Arkansas area. And I've watched Remax for many, many years. And Kim Miner, the broker owner, is a uh, just an ambitious young woman that is just so knowledgeable and so ahead of her time. And when the opportunity came for me to join her at Remax, two words out of her mouth were, I have a school, I need somebody to get it going, it's been dead for a while, do you want to go in that direction? Can't give you anything except the facility to do it. And I said, let's do it. And in would, five years, um, we've got a pretty good reputation. Would that be the Results Real Estate Academy? It is the Results Real Estate Academy. And I'm pleased to announce I was just made the official principal instructor of this school. So I like I like a, a success story. And I know you have one of maybe you were working with a, a brokerage possibly, or, or an individual where you were able to make that, there's nothing better than seeing the light bulb like switch on, right? You have, some, you have something you can share there? I do, Bill. And I'll tell you, over all these years, we have a lot of stories. And, you know, it's just like Sean, uh, Sean Carpenter and his build relationships, you know, solve problems, have fun. It's what we all do. He just got the tagline. But I can remember we had a new agent walk into the office and I'm telling you that young man looked like he was about 12 years old. And I thought, Oh, good Lord. He's going to have a heck of a time. Uh, although he was 19 at the time, but he did. He looked 12. Well, come to find out his family down South was in 
real estate in construction and building. But I took them out with me. I used to love, and I still do, take brand new agents out with me on appointments. And so we had chit-chatted all the way to the appointment. And I said, you know, I appreciate you, but you need to just be seen and not heard. And by gosh, he gets out of the car and leaves me to gather all the equipment. And back then we did our own photos and he goes off and starts talking to the the seller and just carries on a chit chat. And I was just like, oh, good Lord, bordering on some things that were probably not ethical. (laughs) So after the appointment, we get back in the car and I am very bold. I will tell it like it is. I will not pull punches. And I said, if you want to be successful, here's what you need to do. And I'm going to tell you to this day, he's running a very, very successful business and team. And watching new agents do this and be successful is just, it fills me with joy. Wow. That's, that's great. I mean, that to be that, you're that mentor, you're that person you're going to be talking about in his career, that, that person who kind of had that moment. That, so congratulations. I think, that's, I think that's wonderful. We're recording this uh, as states are starting to open up from the COVID-19 pandemic. I, I, get, I always want to, I want to make sure we stay topical. Uh, how are things going for you in Northwest Arkansas? I would hope you're a little bit um, isolated out there, or I'm not sure. You have to fill me in. Well, it's been quite interesting. Um, We have been a little bit isolated. Fortunately, we have less than 100 deaths that have occurred in the whole state of Arkansas. So mostly in central around the Little Rock area. We did have some fears with all of the flying in and out that we have in the northwest Arkansas area. But we've been pretty uh, restricted. Um, Our governor never shut us down, but we did go under precautionary closings, restaurants, gatherings, um, all of that. Our business in in real estate in the Northwest Arkansas area has been surprisingly very busy. I'm of that age that when it all occurred, I was like, I'll just stay home. I don't need to be out. I didn't have a lot of buyers and sellers going on at the time. We are now in the process. Next week, restaurants open up. Um, they're starting to put churches back in. So we're very fortunate here that we've not really suffered quite as much as other areas of the country. I don't know what's going to happen. I think we're going to go to whatever the new normal is. We're wearing masks for those of us that choose to. I'm of an age that I don't want to catch anything. My grandchildren won't hug me or get close to me at this point, and I'm okay with that. I don't care about the hair or the nails. Um, In fact, my hairdresser and I have pushed off for another month. I don't want to do it. But real estate has continued. We've had all the precautions. Our agents are going out with masks, gloves, sanitizing, limiting the amount of people. Our sellers have been comfortable. So business has carried on um, more so here than I think in a lot of other areas. Well, that, that's great for you. And I applaud you for taking care of yourself. I think that's really, really important uh, because sometimes that desire to, to, to have that connection can kind of cloud our vision. We shouldn't do that. So that's great. So here we are in 2020 and real estate's way different than when you started in 2002. What's, what, 
you know, if you if there was this overarching message you're sharing with agents when you're helping them, what is it? What is it? What are you telling them today to to really focus on? I'm fortunate that our brokerage, we have about 65 full-time real estate professionals ranging from 18 all the way up to their 80s. Um, I encourage in 2020 that it's all about the relationships. Whatever you're doing in the service industry is always about relationships. Embrace the technology. None of us look good on camera. None of us like our pictures taken, at least those of us over 40. Um, some of us over 60 don't like it either. But embrace the technology, Technology, be willing to learn. Um, I've been teaching continuing ed via Zoom the last month. That's very different. Open houses are being done virtually. How are we helping and educating those that don't understand what a live Facebook is versus a video tour? So it's just continuing to help people be better in 2020. The technology is not going away. Well, Linda, I've had you here the half hour I asked your time. So I'm going to wrap this up with the same question I've asked every single guest. Um, and, and you know it. If you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started, brand new, what would it be? Find that one experienced agent that you admire and look up to and do whatever you can to find out all of their knowledge and, and get a mentor, a good brokerage, a great mentor, and you'll be a success. Linda, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Hey, they can reach me at Linda Hobkirk at Remax.net, Linda at LoveNWA.com, or at 479-366-4000. I appreciate it, Bill. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you're you're a wonderful woman. It was so fun to have this this little chat, and I can't wait to see you in person. We will do it again sometime. We'll 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 get a chance to 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 share a drink with Sean. How's that sound? No doubt, no doubt. Look forward to it. I appreciate you so much. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. To leave a review or rating, go to ratethispodcast.com slash RE Sessions. You can also subscribe to the podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. Finally, you can go to the realestatesessions.com and subscribe to our email newsletter and be notified whenever a new episode is released. <laughs>